Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going, and no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, for freebies and other learning opportunities. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 227. This week's interview is centered around the premise of why stepping outside of your comfort zone is a must. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Cesar Espino. Cesar, welcome. Hey, welcome, Heather. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, but before we get started, please give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, so I am uh, currently living in, in Los Angeles, California, in this beautiful sunny weather. Well, when it's sunny, right? Um, I am a full-time real estate investor. Um, I am a life coach, uh, NLP practitioner, business consultant. I am an author of two books um, and... You know, primarily my biggest focus is real estate investing. Okay. So you, you've got a lot going on. I, I want to give a little bit of background though. Like that's yep. not where you came from. And it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want you to share a little bit of your backstory and the whole premise that you can overcome anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, it really goes back to the day that I was born, right? So I was born um, in a very poor family uh, in Mexico City. So I'm actually from Mexico City. And I didn't have anything, right? So I grew up in this environment where in society where we didn't really have anything. So we were actually living um, in a 250 square foot room that we called our house and it was made out of a metal and uh, you know sheet metal and uh, plywood no uh, running water no electricity none of that stuff right and that was actually uh, our house uh, that it was for my older brother my uh, grandmother which is my mom's mom my mom and myself right so i grew up in that environment um fast forward when i was about 40 years right three months after i turned four my mom decided to take her own leap of faith and decided to leave us behind chasing the American dream, right? So she came to the States and left us behind. For me, though, that was one of the probably the very first turning point in my life because from that point forward, I learned how to become independent and I started working. So I started working at the age of four, right? Um, it was difficult uh, for many different times uh, because we didn't have the means to really give ourselves the, the necessities that we wanted. So we had to work for that. We used to work at a flea market, uh, making and baking uh, food, cookies, and things like that. That didn't work out too good. Then we ended up uh, buying some uh, sewing machines. So I used to know how, and I still do, on how to sew clothing, right? And so that was, that was part of um, my journey. And it was like that for, I would say, until I was like maybe nine and a half years, and I was just working day in and day out. It's funny because there were some times that we didn't really have anything to eat. Right. So all we had is what I consider to be the uh, Mexican, Mexican specialty dish, which is a, a tortilla with a grain of salt. And that's all we had, you know, uh, for days and days out. Um, 
fast forward at the age of 10, my mom came back and with a, 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 an objective in mind, and that is to have us come to the States. So we came to the States when I was 10. And I can tell you, though, for me, that was probably one of my hardest things I ever did. Um, just because I couldn't communicate with anybody. I didn't know anybody. There were so many different uh, cultures. There was a huge amount of diversity that I was not used to being in Mexico. And so when you think about that and you're taking a kid from that environment into something that um, you, you, it's unknown to you, it's not something that you want, right? Um, I remember one time I was telling my mom and my dad, uh, who's my dad now? He, he's my stepdad, but I see him as my dad. Uh, I was telling my dad, I said, you know what? One, and and and. I feel bad saying that, yet I realized what I did, why I did it. And I recognize that uh, I'm glad uh, my dad didn't do what I asked him to do. And I said, hey, you know, you're not my dad to begin with, number one. Number two, you cannot tell me what, what to do. Number three, I need to go back to Mexico. I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't fit in. People are making fun of me. They, 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 they don't, you know, uh, you know want to be around me, right? And I'm glad they didn't do that, right? Now, it's funny, though. Think about that for one second. For me, back then as a kid, I, I, I wanted to go back to what I was with what I was comfortable with. I was comfortable being in a very poor environment, not having anything working to survive, than being in a different environment that have possibilities. Mm-hmm. And that's how our, main, our mind is, 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 it works. It, it's triggered that way. We're so afraid of the unknown, right? And so me going back to that unknown environment is what I wanted to do. I'm glad they didn't do it because I'm so happy to be here in this great nation because it's given me a lot of opportunities to not only talk about my journey, it's given me the opportunities to help other people within that, you know? And what you said, shared is so powerful because if somebody can't relate maybe to your exact story or your circumstance, so many people are currently living in the confines of their comfort zone because, because of the unknowns, because of change. A lot of people fear change. They fear failure. They, but you forced or not, you had to get outside your comfort zone. So I want you to share, I know you were only 10 years old, but obviously now as an adult, yeah. Was it liberating? What was that like? And to, to embrace the fear and do it anyway? Like, what was yeah. that like? The, yeah. The, the, the very first months, again, it was very difficult. You know, and again, I think my biggest obstacle was not being able to communicate with anyone. Mm-hmm. My biggest obstacle, too, was that um, when I grew up, if, if I take away the fact that my mom left us, it was just my, my older brother and my grandmother, right? And so when I grew up, um, I was always very close to the two of them. Well, my grandma decided to go back to Mexico. So it was just me and, and my older brother. Well, for the first 10 years, we were going to school together. So we were like, you know, best buddies. You know, we're you know, always doing things together. Well, coming here, because he's two years older than me, um, the, I, I, they, put, they put me back into elementary. He went to uh, middle school. So I didn't have anyone to talk to. And so for the f- first few months, it was very difficult. And that's the reason why I told my, my, my dad, take me back. I don't belong here. When he, obviously he didn't act upon that, which is awesome. I came to re, the, the realization that I have to fit in. I have to make a change in my own life in, in that moment. And, and what I ended up doing is I embraced it. I surrender. Right. And a lot of people, uh, in my, in my opinion is some of the, the clients that I have in, in my life coaching is they gotta be able to uh, understand the, the circumstances and surrender and allow for that energy to, to fit in and come through. Right. So I surrender. 
um, with that, I'm, I'm very happy that um, by doing that, I started getting to know people, uh, even though I couldn't communicate with them or, or you know, understand what they were saying, we were doing sign language or, or whatever the case may be to communicate with people, right? And uh, within just two years, I was able to, so by the time I was 12, I was able to speak the language. And with that, I was able to not only do that, but I was able to fit into the society and have you know, the means to talk to more people from that perspective. Um, so it was really more surrendering and understanding that I was here, you know, uh, for good. And so what can I do to, to, to make those changes? Well, I've definitely needed to, uh, to learn how to speak. I needed to, um, communicate, which is one of the most important things you can do in any language, right? By doing that, I was able to master that. And, and then the, the other thing that was critical for me is, and I don't understand this yet to this point, and, and I don't, I don't read, I, I don't get it. I decided not to fall into temptation. I decided not to fall into um, some of the bad influences or habits that, that, that there are. We, we have them every day, whether it's through media, whether it's through, you know, your schools and things like that. In my case, it was gangs. There was a lot of gangs um, in my school. I, I, you know, I tried to stay away from that. And my focus was education. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge and firm believer of, of educating yourself now more so through the non-traditional way, either way, you, you got to educate yourself. And so I decided to not be part of that. Um, and what really baffles me is that a lot of people that come from different countries, not necessarily from Central America or Mexico, it could be from anywhere to this country, they lose out on that opportunity of becoming better and they fall into the temptations, right? One thing that I tell people is that sometimes people let the fear take away the opportunity, right? So do not allow the fear to take away that opportunity that's in front of you. And so I decided not to, uh, to follow through uh, with any kind of uh, gang-related tagging crews that they called back in the day in, in my age. Um, and, and I continue my education, right? Um, the, the funny thing with that, though, is that because I didn't have a, a dad when I, when I grew up, I went through another obstacle. And so that's the reason why I, I decided to write a book where you can overcome anything, even when the world says no, because you're going to get all of these um, things that are going to come at you and you got to be able to overcome them, right? At the age of 15, I um, ended up, uh, you know, getting a, my, my, my girlfriend at that time pregnant. And so I had a kid at the age of 16. So when you think about that is I'm a kid having a kid, right? So I had to learn how to grow up again uh, for the second time, not first at when I was four, now at the time of the age of 16, because I had to supply for my daughter. Although that was, you know, I don't, rec- you know, I mean, that, that's definitely something, you, you know, you don't want to do at, your, at, at that age. I recognize though, that that moment was the second turning point in my life, because I told my daughter at that point, I said, you know what, I promise you that you're not going to go through the things that I went through. And I promise you that you're going to have everything that I didn't have as, as a kid growing up. And so that allowed me to focus more on myself, work harder on myself, go to school and go to work at the same time. And it was difficult, right? It was very, very difficult, yet very rewarding now that I'm sitting here in front of you. And, but that takes, I mean, as a four-year-old boy, you don't know what's happening. You're just surviving, right? And then as right. a 16-year-old, <laughs> now it's again, like you, you figure out how to survive. And again, right. whether or not somebody can understand an extreme situation such as that, it's a choice of, of survival mode. And it's a choice of saying no to the temptation of the gangs. Or I think the big thing here is you can become a product of your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can choose to walk away and create a whole new story. 
Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, um, you know, one thing that I tell people too, is that um, I believe that you're the average of the five people you hang around with. So you're part of that, that environment, the product of that environment. And what I mean by that though, is that not necessarily five people is just, I, I always try to do uh, a few things and, and I recommend this to anyone, right? There's, there's going to be three types of people in that group. Number one, I want to be able to have um, people that are playing at a, at a higher level than I am that are willing to help me out, that are willing to show me what they've gone through, right? Because then I can learn from them. So that's one of the groups of people that I want in my environment. The second group of people are people that are playing at the same level field as I am, yet they're edifying me. They're helping me out. They're embracing whatever we're doing. We're maybe doing joint ventures, right? A lot of times we don't get that edification from even from our loved ones, right? Sometimes it has to be a stranger. So that's another group of people that I, that I consider you should have in your, in your group of five. The last group of people has to be people that are probably below your play field, yet their, their, their ambition is to become and, and get to the level that you are because they have that, that drive. So what I like to do is now I can go and, and, and you know, pull down or, or reach down and pull him back up to, to, to my level, help them out, right? And so it's, it's kind of this, this thing, you know, you, you get and you give, uh, with mm-hmm. grace, you know, and so I, I, I embrace that and I've learned that and more so in the last couple of years that it is that I did a lot of things back in the day on my own and I lost myself so many different times because I thought I can do it all by myself and that's not the case. Yeah, and I think even as solopreneurs, I think a lot of people, yeah. I mean, it's it's isolating and it's lonely and so it's like, yeah, you can do a lot by yourself but you can when you're in a team environment and feeding off of each other, I think you can go further faster Right. to be in a community. Yes, definitely. So something you shared with me previously also is this rear view syndrome. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it's kind of like the the term uh, satori. You know, satori means it's a Japanese term, which means uh, be here now being in, in the present moment. Right. The, the, the rear view syndrome, what, what I got this from uh, uh, the Miracle Morning, and I was reading that in that book and in a couple of the books, is um, the one thing that we all struggle with. I struggled with that a couple of years back, and that is looking back to the past, things that you know, could have happened, things that you did right or wrong, mm-hmm. things that you could have changed, and, and you allow that, 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 that circumstance or, or, or that memory to overcome and take the best out of your current moment, your present moment, right? And so, so a lot of people get hung up on that. They, they're, 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 they're going through a challenge for something that might have happened many, many years ago, right? And so uh, what I tell people is that you got to be able to recognize that what happened in the past is an experience. It's, it's an educational experience for you to learn from that experience, mm-hmm. not for you to fall into or trap yourself into that experience, right? It's merely an experience and an education for you to become better today and, and for the future, right? Um, except people don't realize that they cannot determine the difference between one or the other. And again, you keep looking back at that rear view mirror, yet there's nothing you can do. That, that's gone, right? All you can do is become better and not do the same mistakes you did in the past, right? So one, one thing that I tell people too is that, you know, if you did something bad, whatever that might have been, right? Or, or maybe you were in gangs at one point. It doesn't matter. Whatever you did, you know, what was the lesson from that experience, right? If you grew out of that experience and you're becoming better now and you're doing better things, then you've learned your lesson. If you keep going back to the same, 
then you haven't learned and you're not becoming any better than, 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 than your own self, you know? So it definitely sounds like the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. Correct. Yes. Yeah, and like that, what is that doing for you? Absolutely nothing. It's wasting time and energy. Right, exactly. You, again, again, you, you want to focus on today, right? Today is what can I do right now, this moment that is going to empower me, that is going to give me a, a more healthy uh, day today, right? And, and prepare myself for, what was, for whatever is to come tomorrow, right? Um, again, what happened in the past, you know, that would have, could have, should have, it's like, okay, it's gone, right? When it, when, it, when it shows up to you again, though, now you know what to do because of that lesson. Okay, so now I want to ask you, a lot of people don't take that leap of faith, don't get outside of their comfort zone because of fear of failure and fear of rejection. So how have you learned to face that head on to get to where you are? Falling down so many times and getting up and, and, and doing it and doing it again, right? Um, I can tell you uh, a couple of years back when I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur, my biggest challenge was taking the leap of faith, right? And I remember, you know, it took me like a good six to seven months, if I remember correctly, for me to do it. The day that I decided to do it, I didn't do it. And then I, I was thinking about it, and then I went back the second week, and I was leaving my job. My, you know, so I used to work for, for Corporate America uh, at this corporation, um, and I was making pretty good money over six figures, you know, and you, so you're very comfortable, right? You're back to that. You're, you're comfortable. You have, you know, a secure job, more or less. You have, uh, you know, the ability to, do, to travel. You're, you're, you know, for me, I was, I was traveling a lot with the company and by myself. I was working for corporate. And so it was a good job. And so, you know, full benefits and all that stuff. So the fear of me leaving that for the unknown. I mean, I know that I wanted to pursue my career in real estate investing, um, yet I also knew that that was, you know, that I only had a few years in, in my belt. So it's like that fear. And so that's the fear that stopped me from doing it um, the first day or the first week when I tried to do it or when I attempted to do it. Um, finally, seven months later, I, I said, I need to do this. And, and I did. And I'm glad I did. Uh, although the, the fear of the unknown took me seven months. And, and, I, and I go back right now. And again, not, not getting hung up on the past, though. It's a lesson, though. The lesson is I should have done it the first you know, day or week that I decided to do it because I lost seven, um, seven months of productivity, right? Um, one thing that I tell myself all the time is that every day that I wake up is a blessing. Every day that I'm here is an, a new opportunity. So if I look back to those seven months, I lost seven months of, of, of possible opportunities, right? And so the biggest thing is, you know, what is the passion, right? I wanted to leave my job to become a full-time entrepreneur. Well, off of that, so many different things have opened up for me, right? I never saw myself being an author, even writing a book. And, and, and now I've done two. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And it was all because of me leaving my job. I never saw myself getting into any other businesses. And I have opened up other businesses and done you know, some uh, joint ventures with people that I didn't think I could do again, because I was hung up on that, on that, you know, secure environment. Right. And so I, my, my lesson, and, 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 and I guess my advice is that a lot of times is you just got to do it, right. You got to keep doing it and doing it, not giving up. Right. And, and that's the challenge that we all have. I, I, there was times that I, I, I told myself, you know, this is not going to work out. I, I need to just go back and, and get a job. I just need to just do this. I I've hit some really tough times ever since I left my job. And I don't think I ever had 
um, a, a, a bigger financial challenge, uh, you know, now or, or in, since I left my job prior to me leaving my job because I always had a job. I always had really good paying money, except it's, it's those challenges that have helped me become the person that I am, you know. So something I, I want to share or a thought I had when you were kind of beating yourself up, man, where I could have been if I had done this seven months sooner. But that's not a healthy game to play either because right. maybe you weren't in the right mindset. And I mean, like, just don't do that. I think it's celebrating the wins. Okay, celebrate. I took that leap of faith. Holy shit, I'm going to figure yeah. this out. And I think the message really is start before you're ready. I mean, because right. you may never feel ready. So my question for you if somebody is listening and they can relate that they're sitting on the fence, there's that thing they want to do, or they keep postponing a, a deadline of, of taking their own leap, whatever that may be, what do you want to tell them? I would say, um, the, the, so going back to the, the, the one thing that I learned is that you have to be prepared even when there's no opportunity, right? And um, Les Brown talks about this and he says, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than have an opportunity and not be prepared, mm. right? And so when I think about that, it's the same thing that I went through, right? You're right. I, 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 I went back and I'm like, man, I, I should have done this sooner. And, and, and yet I realized though in that moment too, like you said, I wasn't mentally prepared. I wasn't mentally ready for that. And now one of the things that I've done is I have taken um, a lot of those teachings and I've, I've, I've worked on my mind. I worked on myself, what I consider to be self-development. Mm -hmm. um, listening to Les Brown, reading a lot, of, a lot of books, being around people that, again, that are edifying me or helping me through my journey. And so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if, if, if something major is going to happen tomorrow, yet I'm working and preparing myself as if that one thing is going to take place. And so the biggest thing you can do uh, is that if you're on the fence line right now, uh, is that you have to make sure that you work harder on yourself than you do on anybody else. It doesn't matter if you're working for a corporation, they're paying you really good money. You still have to work harder for yourself than anybody else. And when you tend to realize that and you understand what that means, you're going to be in a different place. Well, you know, to give you an example, uh, a lot of people say, well, yeah, I work hard and, and, and I'm working on myself. You know, I'm, I'm doing certain things here and there. Yet they get home because they're tired from their job. They sit on the couch, turn on the TVs, the TV, and they might even get, you know, the news that is really negative programming in, in, into your mind. And so that's not working on yourself, right? What I'm talking about working hard on yourself is what, what, what are you reading? You know, who are you talking to? Are you, are you uh, thinking about what's going to be the next big idea that you can have? Um, Errol Nightingale talks about do this every, every, uh, every day, once, uh, once an hour. And it's just write down whatever comes to your mind in terms of ideas, because something's going to hit. If you do it for consistently for five, five days, can you imagine how many ideas you can have over a period of a year? Right. And so what are you, you know, just doing those things, continue to do those things just to help you become a better person. Right. And so that's, that's what I've done in my life, you know, do more of that. Well, and it sounds like the importance of self-care, which is something right. I definitely preach about. Yes, yes. Okay, so question for you. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from today's conversation? I, I would say that uh, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, do not allow the, the fear of the unknown mm. take away the opportunity, right? I mean, uh, that, that's a huge one. Uh, we're always going to have that unknown. We're always going to have that fear, yet when you start facing the fear head on and the best way to do that is 
is you have to step into that place, right? So I'll give you an example. If you're afraid of heights or if you're afraid of uh, skydiving or something like that, the best way to conquer that fear is go do that skydiving, right? And yeah. so you got to do that. I was one of them. I mean, I was afraid of, you know, getting on a plane, and I skydive, and I loved it. I want to do it again, right? So a lot of times the best way for you to overcome any kind of fear is face it head on. And, and don't allow that, that fear or the unknown take away the opportunity. Educate yourself. You know, talk to people. And do some research. Right now, we have so much knowledge, uh, you know, uh, good knowledge. I mean, yeah, both garbage and, and good knowledge on the internet. It said there's so much more than when I was growing up that you can go in there and find either a person or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, ideas or tips that can help you get to where you want to get to, right? Um, I, and so to me, is, is that do not allow that fear. There shouldn't be no fear in, in you're doing something great for you. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. Couldn't agree more. I'd love to wrap up this interview with a few rapid fire questions. All right. Awesome. <laughs> the first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Ooh. Um, I like this quote. Um, and this also from Les Brown. Uh, he says, if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you do what is hard, your life will be easy. And so when I think of that is a lot of people are living that, that, and that, you know, the life um, where it's easy, yet things are seem to be very difficult. You know, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to have that. Whatever the case may be. Me taking my leap of faith and doing what I'm doing is not easy. It's hard. Yet I can see that at the end of the day, the rewards is going to be a lot better. So I, I do believe that, that if I do what is hard right now and I work hard on myself, my life will be easy down, down the line. Love that. Second question for you. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Ooh, um, you know, I started reading uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich Again uh, by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good book. I, as a matter of fact, I've taken some of the um, principles and ideas from there and I uh, uh, apply them to my daily life too and just kind of going through the exercises. So I think that's a really good book um, that I recommend to anyone, yeah. Do you know I'm actually rereading another book by, his, by him oh. that a lot of people don't know about. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, okay. And I, think, I read yeah. Think and Grow Rich because it's like, if you're yeah. into personal development, you have to read that book. But I read it and I think that book, I don't know if it's because it was like the early 1900s language yeah. or wait, it's hard to read. It is. Yeah, it is. But this, the outwitting the devil, it was actually, um, it wasn't published until years after his death. And I just oh. I highly recommend it okay. if you like Think and Grow Rich. I do. And I'm going to look into that. that that's going to be, I'm actually uh, almost done rereading this book. So I'm, I'm going to get the next. Okay. All right. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, okay. I would say, I would probably say the, the, the one thing that I, I, I possibly was lacking when I was a kid, it was not, recognizing and surrendering to the process and uh, you know having that that fear right and and just accepting that what was given to me or the society that I was born into was my reality right and so I would say if I was to go back in time and talk to myself is you know one surrender number two uh, you know educate yourself because there's endless opportunities and then number three, it's on the mind. You have to make sure that you change your mind just because you were born into a particular environment or you grew up in a particular household or you're around certain people 
that does not mean that that's your reality. You can change that as long as you keep working on your mind. Yes, for sure. And what a note to end on. Caesar. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm glad I'm here. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.